0: This week on The 624, we talk about the ICR Discovery Center and dinosaurs. Let's get started. Welcome
1: to The 624, the weekly podcast of Central Texas Creation Ministries. Taking a stand on God's Word and trusting it from the very first verse. Join us as we look at creation and the Bible to
0: understand the world around us. Welcome to The 624. My name is Dave Napier. I am the host of the podcast and founder of the Central Texas Creation Ministries and the Central Texas Creation Conference. Of course, you know that's coming up October 12th, uh, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., with my featured speaker, Dr. Tim Clary from Institute for Creation Research. So you can get tickets on that online at centraltexascreation.com. You can buy tickets there. Uh, Tickets are $15. Students are absolutely free. I don't care what kind of student you are. If you're a student, you're absolutely free because you are exactly who I want to get this information into your hands. I don't think I said that right, but that's okay. Well, I hope that you had a good weekend. I'm excited that you're hanging out with me here on the 624. I know that you have a choice and I really appreciate it. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to point out the ICR Discovery Center is about to open. So you know Tim Clary's coming to the conference on October 12th, but on September 2nd, ICR is opening up the Discovery Center. Now I'm sure that they would say that their Discovery Center is going to be completely different and much better But just to give you an understanding and an idea, in Kentucky and Ohio area, we've had for a while, uh, of course, Ken Ham, the uh, uh, Answers in Genesis, Creation Museum, and now, of course, the Ark Experience. Amazing stuff. You definitely need to go there, no doubt. But that's kind of a long ways away for a lot of people. Uh, so one of the things that there has always been is kind of this gap for people like on the west coast and and especially northern west coast i mean that is just a massive trip to take it's a big trip to take from texas well let's face it texas is big enough that uh it's a massive trip just to get out of texas first of all but the idea is this, that they have are trying to fill that gap. They're up there in Dallas, in northern Texas, and they have opened up a discovery center. Well, they're about to. And it's going to have a huge exhibit hall where they're going to walk you through Earth's history from a biblical point of view, using all the observable science that I talk about, that they talk about, and showing it to you in a museum. And so this is going to be fun. There's interactive learning things. There's a presentation hall. There's a planetarium. And the building itself looks cool too. You can go online uh, to discoverycenter.org, I believe it is, and check it out. And man, it's 21 bucks for everything. This is a great ticket price when you compare it with everything else. Uh, all the other attractions that you can go to for creation. Uh, this is a great price for what you're going to get. It's right here in Texas. And, of course, you're right here in Dallas. So you Or right here. <laughs> you're right there in Dallas. I'm in Austin. Uh, you're right there in Dallas. You've got restaurants. You've got all kinds of other stuff you can do and uh, hotels you can stay in and all that stuff if you need to. So I want to encourage you guys, let's make September 2nd huge. Let's make sure that uh, ICR knows that there is support here in Texas for creation, and for the Discovery Center. So I want to encourage you with that. Now, as we get into the podcast, this one is going to be a little bit shorter. I'm introducing a new segment called, I Just Have to Mention, because there's certain things that I just have to mention. I'm not necessarily looking to give you every scientific detail and and go into all the, the nitty-gritty, but I just have to mention it, and this is the first one that I want to do, and it's all about dinosaur soft tissue, because the dinosaur world has been in turmoil ever since Mary Schweitzer started promoting the dinosaur soft tissue that she found in a T-Rex bone. And in the beginning, everyone mocked her, and they tried to discredit her. They couldn't believe that there was any soft tissue in a bone that was over 65 million years old. I mean, who did she think she was? What was she trying to sell? In fact, one scientist even told her that it didn't matter how much evidence she had, he would never, ever believe that she had found soft tissue. You know they say denial is the first stage of grief, right? Of course, it didn't stop there. I mean, other discoveries were found and eventually everyone stopped scoffing and started trying to explain it. Now, unfortunately, everyone has ideas, but many aren't fully formed and they tend to contradict each other. It's sort of a brave new world with lots of theories, little empirical evidence, but lots of confidence to go around. It's new, it's scary, and everyone is jumping in to try and make sense of it. Welcome to the post-soft tissue world. Now all the young earth creationists, uh, we've we've been having a great time because this has been more exciting than an Easter egg hunt as a little kid. You know, when you're a little kid, uh, your parents wanted you to have a good time, so they were hiding eggs in every obvious spot you could think of, and as soon as you looked up from grabbing an egg, you spotted another one. And there for a while, evolutionists, though mostly Mary Schweitzer, were so excited about finding this soft tissue that they were looking at every bone they could get their hands on. News articles were popping up with the latest find and how it would revolutionize our understanding of the dinosaur world. However, it wasn't long before every creationist started pointing out that if we're finding soft tissue in dinosaur bones, they can't be millions of years old. You see, evolutionists had already done all the hard work. They had run the tests. Experiment after experiment showed that soft tissue in any animal couldn't last millions of years. Even if you had perfect permafrost, flash-frozen, no bacteria conditions, they couldn't get the models to make the soft tissue last more than a million years. Of course, this lined up perfectly with their worldview and was the foremost reason that they never looked for any soft tissue in the bones they were digging up. Unfortunately, it left them with a tough decision. Either they had to come up with a really good explanation as to why they were finding this stuff in the bones, or commit scientific career and social suicide by admitting that the bones must not be as old as everyone thought they were. Of course, you can guess what they chose. Their presupposition, their worldview, wouldn't allow them to choose anything different. So the battle begins. Who can explain dinosaur soft tissue? The combatants are many, but we know there will be no winner. For Fuzzrana, an old Earth creationist, and many other YouTube creators, there just isn't a problem here. Somehow, despite all the experiments that we've done previously, the testing done by so many, we should expect to see the soft tissue, he says. It's not a surprise or a fluke. It shouldn't be that shocking to the well-educated. Only the uninitiated will misinterpret these findings and try to use it for their unscientific theories. Alas, poor fuzz. Creationists know him all too well. He hangs out with the likes of Hugh Ross and does ministry under reasons to believe, continuing to compromise on the word of God with evolutionary stories and misguided good intentions, trying to convince everyone that with some reinterpretations and logical gymnastics, you can make the Bible fit the evolutionary tale. That is, rather than looking at real observable evidence to see how the world lines up perfectly with. With the Bible. Now of course then you have scientists like Mary Schweitzer and others who accept what has been found and dive deep into finding how this tissue can be preserved for millions of years. For Mary, she went with iron stating that iron can preserve the red blood cells that she had found. She even did a two-year experiment where she filtered the blood, pulled out the coagulants, she spliced open the cells to release the iron inside and then let it sit in the lab for two years. And then, at the end of the experiment, she found that the blood was definitely better preserved. Now, all she has to do is find dinosaurs that routinely filter their blood, pull out the coagulant, splice open the cells to release the iron, and find a cool, dry place to lay for millions of years. I wish her luck, but I'm not holding my breath. It's hard to believe that someone can continue to tout a worldview that goes against observable science. Now, I know the answer. I've heard it a million times. They just haven't found the answer yet. And I guess that makes my question, when do you give up and accept the truth? Not anytime soon, I'm sure. If we fast forward to 2019, they've done studies and studies and more studies. There's one study in particular that may confirm one of the oldest theories. that. We didn't actually find blood veins and collagen and red blood cells. It was actually all the same leftover material from little critters eating the original proteins and somehow creating the exact replica of the structures that was once their meal. They've done some testing and there seems to be something to it. However, they need more time to verify the findings and continue to test other soft tissue finds. I'd especially like to see them test others that have been found previously. Not to mention the fact that this is a newer study and many other scientists haven't had time to review all the material and to test the theory. Of course, there are other problems as well, since they say we aren't finding the original proteins, but just identical structures. However, it turns out Mary chemically tested her findings and found remnants of hemoglobin, which of course is a component within blood. This along with positively identifying parts of DNA chemically, tends to put a damper on this new study, however one of the most interesting things about her T-Rex find is a quote where she said, it smelled just like one of the cadavers we had in the lab who had been treated with chemotherapy before he died. Even more interesting is that her mentor, Jack Horner, told her, oh yeah, all Hell Creek bones smell. Now at first pass, one might think that this is no big deal, it's a dead animal, however we need to understand that not all fossils smell. Only the ones that are not finished rotting and decaying would have an odor. And this is what clued Mary in to the fact that she must have something special. Of course, she's not the only one that has found smelly dinosaur bones that have soft tissue in them. Mark Armitage, a respected lab manager who trained people how to use high-end microscopes, also made an astounding find. A triceratops horn that was not fossilized but had a good amount of soft fibril tissue. No bone, stone, or anything else was dissolved away. This find was and is one of the most amazing examples ever studied. Now, I will be doing a whole show of Mark Armitage. It's that amazing, and it's an interesting story as well of how uh, he was unjustly fired and so forth and so on. But I just want to point this out. Like Mary's bones, Mark's horn had the same decaying, rotting smell and has produced some of the best-preserved beautiful pictures of bone osteocytes we've ever seen. But to end it here, I'll ask you to guess on this. What area do you think Mark found his horn? You probably guessed it right. It's the Hell Creek Formation. So what answer will the evolutionists eventually settle on? Are they going to pass it off as expected as Rana has postulated, or test and test to find the reason things aren't completely fossilized? Maybe they experiment more with hungry critters or iron in the blood, but whatever the answer, we know it's going to be just a theory and not the truth. The truth is, we can just sit back and watch the circus, confident in our Lord, secure in the observable evidence, and trusting God's word from the very first verse. And that's what I just had to mention. Well, i hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope that you'll be back for the next one, and I hope that you'll visit ICR's Discovery Center as well. But until then, I pray that God gives you the knowledge to know Him and the courage to share Him. Thank you for listening to The
1: 624, the weekly podcast of Central Texas Creation Ministries. Join us again next time as we look at creation and the Bible to understand the world around us. To learn more, visit our website at www.centraltexascreation.com. Thank you for listening to The 624, the weekly podcast of Central Texas Creation Ministries. Join us again next time as we look at creation and the Bible to understand the world around us. To learn more, visit our website at www.centraltexascreation.com.